Uh-oh. Amen. Good morning. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord and so good to see everybody here. I love, love worshiping with you all. I love that. Hearing you worship the Lord is such an encouragement to me and to us. So are you all noticing anything different in the house? Yeah. <laughs> yes, the beautiful Christmas tree and all the beautiful Christmas decorations. Here's our Christmas decorating crew. Give them a yeah. good hand, Woo-hoo. would you? They did a fantastic <laughs> job yesterday. Yes. 13, 14 folks came out and just served for several hours, just making this place absolutely beautiful. Yes. And uh, we really, really appreciate each and every one of them. And they're mm-hmm. just, they just did fantastic. Yeah, it was a Tracy lot of fun. Tracy took me on a little tour t- this morning, and I got to see the, <laughs> the handmade bows and just the beautiful decorations. And I uh, love the big tree. Some of those ornaments are as big as my head. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> they, are. they are. Love those. Yes. Love the tree. So thank you all again yes. for making it uh, festive and beautiful mm-hmm. around here. Uh, my name is Pastor Jeff Lamont. This is my wonderful wife, Tracy. Hey, if you're morning. a guest today, we welcome you. And uh, we're not receiving a traditional offering, but we do encourage you to give. I think giving is a part of our worship unto the Lord. Uh, we give because he first gave. And uh, the easy way to give is through push pay. There's the instructions right there on the screen. And, uh, or you can leave it in the bucket on the way out today. You can do that too. Harvest Project, we've been rejoicing because oh we've not yes. only met our goal, we've exceeded our goal. Again, Isn't that awesome? The Lord is so good. I mean, He is so good. And this week we had our Servants Council meeting, and it was a lot of fun, to be honest with you, because there's, there's nothing to me that's more fun than being able to be a channel of blessing to others. I love that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got to uh, designate this past Tuesday night the um, Christmas gifts to a a whole bunch of our missionaries. Good, Good. that's wonderful. A really nice, generous (laughs) Christmas gift above and beyond what we do on a monthly basis. Isn't that awesome? It is. So, and then we added a couple of new folks. We'll talk to you more about that in the future. Was able to let some of them know. Here's, here's our current picture of missionaries all over the world, serving, loving, giving, doing the work of Christ in nations all over the world, some here in our community. And I'm thankful to God for each of these people and all they do. Here's our, some of our ministries that are also involved all over the place doing amazing things. So thank you for your support. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your tithes. You know, yeah. it's the tithe that keeps the church going. And I really appreciate that. We were going over our finances, and October was our best month yet as a church in the whole wow. year. Can you give thank the Lord the praise Lord. for yeah. that? Yes, we talked amen. a little bit about giving in October, and I'll tell you what, you guys just responded in an amazing way. So let's pray over our offering today. Father, thank you that you have challenged us to bring the, the tithe into the storehouse and see if the windows of heaven will be opened and more than enough poured out for you to be a blessing in every situation. God, we're so thankful that if we just step out and try you in that, you are always faithful to meet us. So, Lord, bless the gift and the giver today. Bless the giving to our missionaries. Bless the needs of this church, Lord. Meet every need and help us to continue to reach and touch people for your glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Hey, we've got a banquet coming up yes. in just a couple of weeks, the Christmas banquet here on December the second Friday night, I want to encourage you, all of you are welcome to come and be a part of that. It's going to be a lot of fun, fun, uh, great food and some fun games. And We have a sign-up sheet in the back, too. It would be okay. really good to be able to know who's coming. Okay, yeah. And, and normally you, what we do is um, we'll set up tables depending on how many we have. So I just need to know how many tables to set up and okay. decorate. Very Hello. good. And then beginning of the year, uh, we're going to actually sync with our Foursquare family this year. Foursquare has started to do 21 days of prayer and fasting all over the United States and all over the world. And we're going to join together and sync together. We'll begin January 9th through January 29th. And uh, as you can see on the slide, there's prayer guides. There's all kinds of really good stuff to access. There's a daily devotional. They'll send you right to your email. And I want to encourage you to really plug into that. It's going to be a powerful time of seeking the Lord this year. So today's our thankful service. What are you thankful for, honey? You start us out. Oh, my goodness. I am so thankful. Again, I'm so thankful that we can gather um, I, I do, I know that that, you know, we, we have said that a lot, but I'm telling you, it is so good to see brothers and sisters again and to hear what God is doing in their lives. It, you know, you matter. You matter. When you come in here and um, I see your smiley face or you're like, you know what, let's pray together. Somebody asked me yesterday to pray for him. I said, absolutely. You know, to be able to gather again, to be able to touch each other and pray and, and hear what God is doing in your lives. Um, and it just means so much to me. It just encourages me uh, to be able to hear you, to see you. Um, it's just something about that that just really encourages me. I love our family. Amen. It means a lot to me. You know, if you didn't get a chance, last week we preached a message that we entitled Subversive Gratitude. I would mm -hmm. really encourage you to get a hold of that um, the Bible says two things about giving thanks that are very interesting. In one passage, the Apostle Paul says, give thanks in all things. In another passage, the Apostle Paul says, give thanks for all things. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've been meditating on quite a bit this year as our family's gone through some really difficult challenges is uh, thanking God for those difficult challenges. Yeah. And uh, that would be my... Um, my word of thanks today, I thank the Lord in the midst of those difficult challenges and even for those difficult challenges. Because like we said last week, God's working in a hundred thousand ways in your life. And maybe, just maybe, you perceive two or three of them. There's a bunch of ways God's working through those difficult things that I haven't yet realized. And I'm thanking him for it because he's got a plan. Amen? That's right. He he's got says. a wonderful, yes. better than plan. So I want to read you something, and then just like we said at the beginning of the service, I'm turning it over to you. So you're going to come, uh, we're going to have you line up, those that are sit seated in this section, line up over against that wall, those that are seated in this section will line up over against this wall, and uh, we'll just take turns, okay, one side goes, the other side goes, and just come up to the front here, you'll notice a little towel sit seated on the pulpit you don't have to turn the microphone on or off, okay? All you've got to do is sit it down and pick it up, okay? Sit it down and pick it up. And um, 
We want you to keep it to two minutes or less, okay? The best way to do that. When you get up here, there's, everybody turn around and look, by the way. There's a really big TV screen there. It says 10.45 a.m. See that? Glenn's pointing. Vanna's pointing right okay, there. Thank you, Glenn. To 10.45. So keep it, look at that. When you come up, look at that and go, oh, it's 10.45. I've got two minutes. That means when it hits 10.47, you need to... You know, even as good as it probably is, you got to bring it to a close, okay? you got to <laughs> land that plane. Hey, I want to read this to you. It's kind of become an annual tradition here at New Song. It's called Thankful for the Fleas. The barracks where Corey Ten Boom and her sister Betsy were kept in the Nazi concentration camp Ravensbrück were terribly overcrowded and flea-infested. They'd been able to miraculously smuggle a Bible into the camp. And in that Bible, they had read that in all things, they were to give thanks and that God can use anything for his good. Corey's sister, Betsy, decided this meant thanking God for the fleas. This was too much for Corey, who said she could just do no such thing. Betsy insisted so Corey gave in and, and prayed to God, thanking him even for the fleas. Over the next several months, a wonderful but curious thing happened. They found that the guards never entered their barracks. This meant that women were not assaulted. It also meant they were able to do the unthinkable, which was to hold open Bible studies and prayer meetings in the heart of a Nazi concentration camp. Through this, countless numbers of women came to faith in Christ. Only at the end did they discover why the guards had left them alone and would not enter into their barracks. It was because of the fleas. This Thanksgiving, give thanks to God for every good and perfect gift but also thank him for how he will use all things for good in the lives of those who trust him. In this time of great inflation and deep divide in our nation, in a time when many are facing physical and emotional challenges, there can be little doubt that such a trusting prayer of gratitude will be challenging to consider. But when you feel that challenge, take a moment and remember the fleas of Ravensbrook. And thank God anyway. Amen? Amen. God bless you today. I'm going to encourage you to come. Would you stand? If you feel the Lord moving on your heart to testify today, would you just stand? Would you stand and then make your way to the side, okay? And the mic is right there. It's on and ready. So let's get Dawn on up. She'll be our first. Hey, I know how you guys are. You'll jump in here at the last minute. You'll stay seated and comfy. Come on. Head on to the sides if you want to be a part. We want to hear from you. So I'm turning it over. Dawn? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, um, goodness. <laughs> Something that I'm working on is developing a deep and sincere gratitude for his sovereignty. And you say, well, that would only make sense. But when you're in the midst of great trial, 
you have to learn to trust his sovereignty at a level that you haven't in the past. He is sovereign in all things and uses all things for the good, right? All things, not just the fun stuff, not just the joyous occasions, but all things. And so this year I have found many, many opportunities to be grateful for his sovereignty. And I cannot express to you just the level of gratitude I do have in that way. Um, I'm grateful that he shows up for me each and every time I call his name. I'm grateful that he's with me even when I'm not aware of his presence because I've chosen to cast my eyes elsewhere. I'm grateful that he just meets me lovingly and mercifully in every moment, even in my ugliest moments. His goodness. I'm grateful for his goodness. And so, I, I mean, I don't even have words in my simple mind to just describe how good he is. So grateful for that. I'm grateful also. I'm watching the timer, Pastor. I'm watching it. It's a lot of you may not know, but I'm getting another grandchild this year. Woohoo! So, baby number four is on the way. And the Lord cast a vision on my husband's heart, him and a business partner, May a year ago, to do something that was so far out of our comfort zone. But, but they had a passion. The Lord placed a passion in their heart to do this. And they committed to it. And it, was a, <laughs> it has been a long, arduous process. I'm not going to lie to you. We have had obstacle after obstacle. And we've all had our moments of doubts. But that's why the Lord puts us with people of faith. Because when one of us was in a moment of doubt, the other three were there to lift us up. I encourage you to be people who do that. Part with other Christians. Walk this life out in fellowship with other believers. Because in the moments of doubt and in our weakness, we can always turn to the author and perfect of our faith. But he aligns us with other people. So in our moments of doubt, we, they can lift us up. And I would like to tell you that we opened the doors a month ago. <laughs> it's been an unbelievable journey. So just grateful to him for that. I'm grateful that my husband had the tenacity and the faith to walk this out. So thank you all. I'd forgotten all about this, and I was uh, sitting there thinking, again, what am I doing in Kentucky? <laughs> I was, uh, I had never been to Kentucky in my life, and my, uh, my daughter and her husband were having marital problems, and they said, well, if we make it, my daughter said, we're going to have to move, and uh, um, Scott had been here, and uh, so they decided she didn't, he wanted to move. He was thinking about South Dakota because he went to college there and he liked it, or Louisville because he'd been here with business stuff, and she doesn't like the snow and the cold, so she said, let's, let's move to Louisville. So we're here, and uh, I'm not sure yet why, but I love it. And I, I, love, I love our pastors. I love you guys. My brother was a pastor, and I know how hard, personally hard, and your families and each other, and I just appreciate you so much. And we've met some dear friends. My goodness, we've only been here. It's not even 
two years yet. And we've got some dear friends. And you guys are just wonderful. I just love that. Lord, the, the Lord has been so good to us. And this movie blessed us. We moved at a time when housing was way up, and we had the finances to actually move comfortably. We've moved a lot when it's not so comfortable. But, but it was up when we moved, and that's the first time we've ever sold a house, <laughs> that, that the, the housing was up. We've lost money when we've moved before, and it was such a blessing. But I just, I just thank the Lord for all of you and for this church and for his goodness to us. And uh, I heard a preacher say the other day a few times he said it, that uh, the Lord is coming back as our king. We, we serve at the pleasure of our king. He doesn't serve at our pleasure. And that just really struck me. I thought, boy, we can be awfully selfish. God, give me this. Do this for me. Do that for me. Well, how about, how about us doing something at, for his pleasure? Anyway, I'm just, I'm just thankful to be here, and I just love you guys. And uh, God's good. Two things I hope to cover in two minutes, so I'll try and move fast. First of all, I'm so thankful for what the Lord has done for us, and I'm one of us. He said that he would take a people who were not a people and make them a people. And Jesus said, other sheep I have that are not of this fold. I believe we are those other sheep. And I am so thankful for his provision for us. An opportunity of salvation, an opportunity to be a part of his kingdom. We were foreigners and aliens, at least I was at one point, to the kingdom of God. And I am so thankful that he made provision for all of us. Every tongue, every tribe, every nation, it doesn't matter. God made a way for each of us. My uh, Bible reading is, uh, right now I'm, I'm kind of in the Old Testament, um, and I was reading the story of Jacob, and the, I was reading, and it struck me, when Jacob was headed down to Egypt, and I think you guys all know the story of Joseph and stuff, and Jacob was actually moving, and he was on his way, and he stopped at Beersheba, to uh, give an offering to the Lord. And God spoke to him that night and told him, don't be afraid to go down to Egypt. I will be with you. You'll die there, but your son Joseph will be there to close your eyes. And God, what, what, what that spoke to me was is that God's hand is on our lives. He touches us. You know, he spoke clearly to Jacob, but in our lives, from the perspective I have now, uh, I've been, I'm a few years into this um, thing called life, is that there are inflection points in our life where God reaches out and touches. And sometimes we may very well be aware, but even in the times that we aren't aware, I believe he's directing us if we will hear and if we will listen. And I look back over the things that have happened in my life uh, and with, with my wife. Uh, 
And it's, it's amazing um, places where, you know, I, I went to high school in Missouri. I graduated there. Uh, poor country boy. We didn't have the money for me to go to college. Um, and so I joined the Army. And in the Army, I went to Vietnam. And after I got out of Vietnam, I went to Canada, where my grandparents were living. And that was after I had served. But not, not before. I'm not the brightest guy in the room, obviously. <laughs> uh, and, and from there, I, I, was, I, I love Canada, beautiful country, but that wasn't home. And I was restless, so I went down to Idaho, and I got a job with a, with a company um, where we installed central office switching equipment for phone companies, and they transferred me down to Sanger. And that's where I, I met Bessie, and... Um, 50 plus years ago now, more than 52. So, and I had no idea in any of that. I thought I was making decisions, but I believe that it was the hand of God directing me. And it's not just that he spoke to Jacob because he's special. We're each special in our own way to him. He died for us individually as well as collectively. And his hand is upon our lives if we will recognize it and yield to it. He has wonderful things in store for us. I've exceeded my time. Apologies. Love you all. God bless you. I'm going to read um, Philippians 3.10. And 11. This is Paul writing to the Philippians. He said, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. It's been quite a while ago, but I was in a could have been fatal car wreck a long time ago, and I was hurt really, really bad. Crushed pelvis, rib cage shifted, heart bruised. I was, I was hurt really bad. And I'll make it as short as I can and save the whole testimony for another day, maybe a book. But um, I ended up in that physical condition laying on a hard metal table in x-ray for eight hours. This was where I had a revelation of the fellowship of suffering with Christ. As I lay on that table in the most severe pain you can imagine, and I actually had an abdominal diagnostic procedure, surgery without anesthesia, um, I was laying on that table looking up at the drop ceiling, and there was a cross. And I just stared at that cross for eight hours and realized that the suffering that I was experiencing could not compare to the suffering of my 
Lord and Savior, Jesus. And I had a revelation that day of what this verse means. Paul had suffered a lot. He lost everything, and he said he counted what he lost as gain because of this fellowship. For a while now, my verse has been Romans 8.28. Romans chapter 8 is my favorite chapter in the whole Bible. It's the first one the Holy Spirit revealed to me when I received Jesus as my Savior. It says, for we know, we can have assurance of this, that God is working all things together for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So today, I just want to share my thanksgiving, my thankfulness to God that he loves us so much that he suffered what he did and that in that we can fellowship. That's the only way we're going to attain to any measure of the resurrection, of the promises, of the all the good that was on the other side of that cross is to walk through the sufferings of this life with thankfulness in our heart. And I just want to give a shout out in case this would ever <laughs> reach this person's ears. But um, I want to express my thankfulness to a 911 dispatcher that just a few days ago blessed me so much. We've been through a lot at home, a lot of suffering, a lot of trials. And I've called 911 to our house numerous times over the last few months. But there was a, a 911 dispatcher f from Bullock County. His last name is Dylan. And he was able to converse with our son Noah in such a way that it helped me calm him down, get him calmed down, and restore peace to our home. Um, I'm very thankful for, for our emergency services. My, our son just became a firefighter last year, um, so we're learning a lot more about, but I just want to shout out that I'm very thankful for our dispatchers, our police officers, our, our sheriff and our sheriff's deputies, our firefighters, and we need to keep them in, in prayer. I mean, we often feel like, feel guilty that we're calling them in our desperation because we know there's so many worse situations, but they are so gracious and so loving and so helpful, and uh, they really need our support. Thank you. Okay, 11.04. I'll be done in 11.06. <laughs> Hi, good morning, guys. I'm Winnie, and this is my husband of 31 years, Craig. Yeah, we got married legally, you know, Kentucky. No, just kidding. Anyway, uh, 
Um, I just want to share with you guys, 22, about 22 years ago, Craig and I were in Savannah, Georgia. That's where we met and got married and have Asia and Jade that time. We received a letter from his father and said uh, he really wants us to move to Louisville. And we're like, no, we're not going to do that, you know? So, um, but the Lord spoke to us, my husband and me as well. Then he specifically gave Craig a word, Joseph. And we're reading the Bible, you know, and he couldn't pay attention to whatever he was reading. But the Lord just spoke to him, Joseph. So fast forward, we moved to Louisville. And um, he kept seeing things like driving a car. There's Kentucky license, Joseph, right in front of him. Or he will help his client doing photography, senior photography. And the client's clothes has a brand new tag and says, Joseph. So the Lord just keep repeating that. And seven years later, our rent double. So from 2000 to 4000 thanks to Papa John. Anyway, so we said goodbye to Papa John. We found this house that we're living now. We didn't have money. So the one of our dear clients for many, many years, and they just like, we always want to help small businesses. And... We want to help you with down payment. And then later on, he's like, don't pay me back with money. Just give us photography. So we got a house. And the house was built in 1803 by a man called Joseph Abel. 1803, the Lord is thinking about Craig and Winnie Tomney in 2020. Okay? So, well, 2028. So, um, 2008, that's when we bought the house. So, and then the client's wife was pregnant with their number or whatever, six or seven, they're Catholic. Um, they, uh, yeah, they love kids. Anyway, um, she has a bad rest and she couldn't get up out of the bed finally and she gave birth. And Craig wrote a thank you letter to them and say, oh, thank you so much for the house and blah, 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 the down payment. And he shared the Joseph story. And the wife called Craig right away. She's like, oh, my gosh, you have no idea. We already decided to give the baby's name, Joseph. So she didn't know anything about Joseph's story. So the house is located right next to Eastern High School. So if you stand on the parking lot at Eastern High School, you can throw a rock, it will hit our house, sort of, if you throw hard enough. So here's Craig, he's gonna continue. Oh, I'm doing good, two minutes. <laughs> so long story short, I, uh, we moved into that place and uh, my business was doing really good before that, and all of a sudden it kind of started going downhill, and uh, I was just like, I didn't know what to do. Long story yeah. short, um, um, you know, I just knew God had put us there because of this Joseph story, and uh, I just started saying, Lord, like, why in the world would you put us here? And then this business struggle, like, why would why would you do that? You know, so I just kept 
saying, Lord, like, why, you must have a reason for us to be here. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, I started sharing the gospel with high school kids when I was doing senior pictures with them. And um, it went really well many times. And uh, I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, if you don't want me to do this, like, just give me a sign. Like, if you do want me to do this, like, keep doing this. I, so the Lord gave me this really cool sign. That's another story. But I knew the Lord brought us there for the purpose of reaching the lost at, at the school. Mm-hmm. And so um, many years have passed, mm-hmm. and um, I've been telling my kids, and I've been telling my mom, and I've been telling Winnie, you know, like, God put us here so we can reach the lost at, at mm-hmm. this school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had little things here and there where groups of kids would come, and then it kind of fizzled out. But um, recently I told the Lord, like, you know, probably three months ago, I said, Lord, like, I've been talking about this for years, you know, like, to my kids. And I just, I told the Lord, I said, they're going to think I'm crazy if something, you know, if we don't, if this doesn't start happening, like, you know, they're just going to think we're nuts, you know, like, crazy, half, so crazy ideas. Well, they already do, yeah. So, <laughs> and, so but uh, uh, about two months ago, so it was about a month after I, I was praying that way, um, I met this Young Life guy at Panera Bread. And long story short, for five, six weeks now, we've been having like high school kids like crazy over at my place, like just all of a sudden. So it's just confirmation to me that we're moving in the right direction. You know, I'm, I'm praying for the, the for ask, the Lord to speed things up a little bit for us here. Craig you know? to be the Young Life leader. Yeah. So he's under a lot of training right now. So yeah. just... It fits him. Praise really God well. for that. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. So when I thought about uh, what I was thankful for, my thoughts immediately ran to my grandkids. Uh, I'm just very thankful that we live near enough to be able to watch them grow up. And especially thankful that my uh, daughter and her husband are are really committed to raising them uh, to know the Lord. What a blessing that is, um, answer to a lot of prayers. Um, but during worship, I felt God put something else on my heart, really, to share. And I was really impacted by the song that said, um, get your hopes up. You know, we don't want to be disappointed. We want to go through life and not be disappointed in things. And people are going to disappoint us. Things in the world are going to be disappoint us. And so, you know, we want to protect ourselves from that. And we think, well, don't get your hopes up. That's the message of the world. Don't get your hopes up. You might be disappointed. Just So I'm just so thankful that we can have that hope in God and in Jesus, um, both for now. The Bible says hope does not disappoint. But that's at kind of a end of a hope in that passage is at the end of a list of things that involves trials and perseverance and building of character. Um, but just that we can have that through faith, we can have that hope um, that for now, that God is working all things together for good for us and that for eternity, we're gonna be with him. It's gonna be glorious. So we're gonna share in that and fellowship with him forever. Just so thankful that that we can have that hope. And what a great message that is that we carry that hope around in us. 
that other people can see. So just thankful for that. Hi, good morning. I, I, I don't think Gary used all his time, so I'll get a little bit extra. Now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to I'm going to be brief. Um uh, you know, I'm thankful to be the Lord's servant and in one of his ambassadors. And there has been nothing and I mean absolutely no experience in my life that has been greater than that. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. I wouldn't trade it for all the money in the world, all the fame in the world or any of those things. I just wouldn't do it because I have the peace of knowing I put my head on the pillow at night that I'm the Lord's servant and he's taking care of me no matter what. I'm very, very thankful for that every single day of my life. And to, if you'd have known me when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, you'd have thought that to be almost impossible. And uh, for me to have been able to spend the past 50 years of my life serving him has been wonderful. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, as you all know, I've battled cancer this past year. And uh, God gave me victory. And I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful to not be in the hospital, because that's a pain in the posterior. And I'm thankful to be up and moving around and functioning and doing and still serving him. But there's a reason that he's got me serving him, and he's the reason why he spared me. It's a tremendous blessing, but there's a reason behind it. When he lets somebody live longer than they might not have, there's a purpose in it. So I'm going to ask you, I appreciate your prayers so much over this past year, but I'm going to ask you something else. I want you to pray for me again. The Lord has really been on my case about being out there and getting teaching again. And I've done it for 47 years of my life. And uh, so I want your prayers. Out there somewhere, there's a bunch of believers that are praying for a solid, experienced Bible teacher. And I just want you to pray for me that the Lord would open up a door or a window or a side panel or something. Uh, for that to happen, because I've got that itching. PJ knows what I'm talking about. I got the itching where it's something I got to do. And uh, so please pray for me in that respect. Uh, and that's all I really wanted to say. I said I was going to be brief, so I'm going to yield my remaining time to Jen Dupin. Hey guys, um, so I'm Jen, and off the top, I am so thankful for my husband, for my kids, for, there's so much, so much to be thankful for. Um, when I was praying, I'm like, Lord, am I supposed to share something, and what am I supposed to share, not just because I want to share it, but what do I feel like could be of any benefit or impact for other people? And Gina, I don't know that I can say it better, because literally the same verses. Like, same verses. It was, it was kind of cool. Difference between mine and Gina's is mine wasn't physical. Mine was emotional. And these last five years have been brutal. Um, Byron went back to school, which was great. We, took a, we have struggled financially. And on top of that, 
That took a lot of personal hits, relationally, Gina, you know, I mean, um, there were a lot of things that happened. Anybody who's known me longer than five years knows I used to run the children's middle of the street. And you would see a happy Jen and COVID was brutal. I was running a nonprofit and I got emails from people on both ends of COVID who felt free to tell me so many things. And I found myself dealing with people who were very people-y. <laughs> and that's how we um, started describing it at the studio. When they could see that I got emails or texts or just people who felt free to say and do things that I was like, yeah, people are just being people-y right now. And um, I felt myself emotionally retreat. And some of you may have seen this over the last five years. I have felt myself emotionally retreat. And I would find myself in the sound booth very content to be in the sound booth. Because I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to deal with people. Because people are too people-y right now. And I don't know what kind of people I'm going to get right now. And so I'm just going gonna to hang back here. And so the thankful piece in this is I am thankful for a high priest. In Hebrews, it says he is a high priest who understands and rejoices, or that he understands our sufferings and he understands our weaknesses. And he understands. And people may be people in your world different than the people in my world, right? Like everybody's got people people, and I am a people people, right? Like we are all, we do some things. We do stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so if we're real, and sometimes when I'm extra people and you're extra people and we do it to each other, that we hit each other without even knowing how badly we hit each other. And I felt myself emotionally retreat. And, um, and that's when he gave me the verse that we can rejoice in his sufferings because I was like, Jesus, how do you do this? Like, I feel like I'm rejected when people get to know me on a deeper level. He goes, yep, I can relate to that one. People were happy with me when I'm feeding them at the feeding of the 5,000 and I'm giving them something that they need and want, they're all in. But when I tell them, you drink my blood and you eat my body, they're like, we're out. <sighs> nope. That's too hard. That's way too much. And he's like, I understand rejection. And I'm like, oh, how do you do that? And it gave me a depth, a relationship with him. And I'm like, God, I feel like people hate me. And he's like, yep, been there, felt that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how do you do that? How do you not flick this marble of a planet and say I'm out? Because I'm out. Like, I feel the temptation to be out. And he's like, hang in there. And he gave me the verse, for the joy set before me, I endured the cross and that was the hope piece. That's that, I need, you, I need you to look past this. I need you to look past people. I need you to look past flesh. I need you to look past sin. I need you to look past fear and anger. I need you to, I need you to get your vision further out. Because right now your vision's here because this is the painful part. And so the encouragement for anybody who's in something or with people or physical, whatever it is that you have to go through, those sufferings, one, let it draw you closer to the heart of the Savior and what he walked through. 
because whether it is physical suffering, we have never encountered any physical suffering like he has, whether it's emotional, whatever that suffering is, whatever that thing is, there is no, con- he gets it. He gets it and, and draw you, let it draw you to him and, and then just cast the vision further cast it further because he if you let the joy before you and God show me what that looks like because otherwise today it gets hard so that's it I have to say I just love how God works because I had no intention of sharing today um my son Rylan and I are running live stream, hence why I look like this. I wasn't even planning on seeing any of you guys. So um, God prompted me, though, and said, I want you to share something today more so that this time next year I can say, look what he did, and you guys will be able to uh, celebrate with us in that. So my, my testimony today is, is for today, but also for um, when we get to be thankful next year as well. Um, my thankfulness is for our academy here at New Song. Um, we started as an academy family. Um, my kids started in second and fourth grade. They're now, one's a junior, one's a freshman in college, so we've been here for a while. But um, when Glenn first got sick the first time in 2014, um, we were members of a large church. And we didn't have anybody to really go through it with us in our church family. Um, Our, you know, biological family went through it. But we were like, we really just want a church that we can have in these hard times. And um, once he got through his bone marrow transplant and we were allowed to be out again, we felt like, hey, the school has been so good to us through all of this. Let's see what the church is like. And I told Glenn at the time, I said, when we go to a church, though, We're going to know it's our church if they know our name. I just want to go somewhere where they know our name. And we walked into the church, and Pastor Jeff was like, Glenn and Amber. And I'm like, how do you know what? You said our name. And I'm like, we're staying here. But not only did he know our name, he knew our story. He'd been praying for us. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't even, I didn't think he would know us from Adam. And yet the church had been praying for us as an academy family. And it just was huge to me. So, that Sunday, we stayed. We've not gone anywhere since. So um, I'm very thankful for that. Um, yes, the Academy, though, is what kind of drew us in. So fast forward a few years, and I decided I wanted to teach here. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to apply for the third through fifth grade writing because I love to write. That's what I am passionate about and my background's education. But it's like K through third. So I was like, all right, Tracy, I want to do this, but I kind of cap out at third, so we're going to have to pray through this because I don't really like older kids, but I'm, I'm going to pray that the Lord shows me to. And that year, would you know, the fifth grade was my very favorite out of all of them, just about. Like, the Lord just really drew those relationships in. I'm like, okay, I really love this job. This is amazing. Then a couple years later, they came to me and said, hey, we want you to help us start a high school. And I'm like, oh, I don't do teenagers. Like what in the world is this about? So I prayed about it. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And um, it is the best thing on the planet. Like this, the high school we have here at our academy is just so God-ordained. And one of the things he's told me this past summer over and over and over is to be faithful with the few and he'll send the many. And so I felt like last year, this year really was a focus on being faithful with those that we have 
and then he's going to send the many. I felt him tell me this summer that we were going to have 15 kids this year, and I was like, that's not going to meet budget. Hence, side comment, why you'll hear about a fundraiser sometime, but um, we, we have 15 kids, and the Lord has been so faithful um, through them, and you guys, these kids, it is a hard world to be a teen in right now, and to provide a place where they can come and share their hearts, where they can come and just be real, um, where they can share things that they might not feel as free to do at home, and we can always point them back to the Bible, but we can come alongside them and do life with them while we're teaching the academics is just huge to me. And God has increased my heart even more. I love high schoolers, which I swear I never thought I would say, apart from my own, I knew I loved my own, but I just, I never wanted to work with teenagers. I was always ready to pass them off to someone else. But um, my heart is in this high school, and I know it's all the Lord. Um, Even just this morning, I was praying for our program, and I'm like, God, I kind of feel like a poser because, like, all of my experience is young kids. And he was like, well, you would be if it wasn't for me. And so I love that everything I do is not of me because my that's not where I was called originally. I was called with little kids. But he put me with older so that I couldn't rely on my education. I couldn't rely on my strength of my own. I had to rely. Everything I do is through him. Um, so what he was telling me this morning about coming down and sharing was I want you to share about the academy, the high school right now, so that when we come next year, I can say, look at how we've grown, look at these kids, look at how we can make our budget this year. Um, Just the exciting things with the academy. So I just wanna say thank you, thank you to you guys for trusting me and leading our high school and all the opportunities with those kids. I love it dearly, it's a passion of mine, and I'm glad that we came here as a church too. condense this into two minutes. Well, uh, in short, I'm thankful that this year has actually been a really, well, mixed year for me. I've had a lot more of trouble, per se, this year than in past years. My life in its entirety has been fairly un... uh, how to put this uneventful in terms of, like, any form of major trauma or tragedy. And this year, I suppose that changed, but not really in much of a different way. It's just gotten me into a different emotional space, and I'm glad that I'm able to cling to God and that he is truly unchanging. I've not really experienced much in terms of, like, I don't think I've experienced anything like my mom has or what any of you guys have. Again, I'm still young, so there's still plenty of time for that, but um, uh, but I am thankful that God has, through this year, just gotten me into a deeper relationship with him, and that he, I don't know, it's become less of a head knowledge and more of a relationship, and that... Um, I'm able to share my faith more effectively this year because uh, uh, my brother and Landon know, and my mom, but I'm part of this friend group, and we regularly talk online, and some people there aren't Christian, but uh, I'm seeing great improvement in some of the non-Christian members of the friend group, and even in some of the Christian members of the friend group that, like... 
I'm seeing them genuinely think about Jesus and like I'm able to sort of just talk with them over the internet and just I don't know not minister because I guess just be an example of Christ and they're also able to be an example of Christ to me and it's just an excellent way of iron sharpening iron uh but in short I'm thankful for just the things that God's done for me this year uh anyway I'm going to pass this off to my brother Going after my brother, nice. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let's see, 1129, uh, geez. Um, so, how do I start this? I'm not very um, intuitive, and what I mean by that is that I don't think about why I think something or why I feel something or what causes it. I just kind of run with it, which can be both good or bad, depending on what it's about. So it's hard to come up with, like, what I'm grateful for, because I know I'm grateful, but I just can't understand why. Like, I can't pinpoint it. Um, but I do have very two very um, good instances that I know I'm very grateful for. Um, and that's 2021 and 2022. <laughs> um, so I, I'll just start with 2021. Um, at the beginning of the year, I was, um, I don't want to say running from God, because I wasn't actively shunning him or anything, but I just wasn't being, it, like, I wasn't being active in my faith. I was being very lukewarm in it and just kind of being like, okay, God's there, cool, whatever. And 2021 is the year that I like to say God slapped me in the face and woke me up. Basically, I got, I had a very big low happen, and because of that low, I got to be very high in my relationship with God because it like it sparked me to be very intentional in seeking him because I was very lonely and I'm honestly kind of glad for that because he was really all I could go to and it really sparked me to be more on fire for him and so that was really nice and then 2022 um I've just been continuing that like I, I guess just plateauing of seeking him um, and 2022, I've definitely had a lot of ups and downs, but I have been blessed with this really powerful, um, spiritually enriching friendship uh, that I just haven't had before. I'm able to just talk openly with them about my faith and about just a lot of things, and it's really nice. And I've also just been blessed with a job that is really good for me, uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, which is really nice. And so I'm really thankful for God just working in that. And I, um, I'm really thankful for his love because time and time again, I'll find myself getting down and just really running back to him, um, just trying to really just seek him in everything I do. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm thankful for this year. Jesus, I just want to say I'm thankful for Proverbs 18.22. He who finds a good wife has found a good thing and finds favor for his life. So, honey, in the midst of all that we're going to in Jesus, I am more committed to that girl than I've ever committed in my life. 
And I just want to say thank you. So all the husbands can get in line and just say ditto. <laughs> no, you got to say it to her. All right. So um, I'm thankful for my worship team, for our worship team, especially the, to the texts that no one sees and fewer say thanks to. Rob Hansen, Jen Dupin, Wes Dupin, Jerome Van Galen, my wife Amber, those of you uh, and then those that you see up on the platform with me, Michelle Ferris, Julie McMillan, uh, Craig Tomney, Jose Aguilar, Greg Brazel, Nick Weiner, and then those that lead along, lead with me, uh, Joe and Suzanne. Um, where was I? And, of course, Landon and Nate as interns. Uh, I don't know if you all knew that, but Nate has been an intern now for maybe going on five months. I get to work with that guy that was up here a couple moments ago. And, of course, my son, uh, hugely proud of them. Um, so the truth of a leader is that no leader is worth anything without those they lead. And I'm hugely thankful for the team and their faithfulness. Every single one of them, one, one of us, and their families <coughs> have suffered struggles, tragedies, sickness, and heartbreak. Jen... You heard her, um, the, the Ferrises, they've had their struggles, the Tominies, every single one of us, but every single one of them have, have been hugely faithful every single week. One thing I tell the team and every person who comes to join the team is that my top priority for us on the team is our heart. It's not the performance value. It's not how you guys respond, honestly. It is the heart that we bring. And so... The, the blessing, um, it's the heart to serve. It's our motivation, the why of what we do. Every person on our team comes with a huge heart for God, right? and they love to worship God. So I give special thanks to God to, for each of you who have agreed to join with me in this act of worship, of leading worship. It is a massive joy and a terrific blessing to be able to serve alongside of you, serving new songs, serving God. I don't think I can fully express how, fulfill how fulfilling it is to be able to serve you all. A couple weeks ago, I was sick and we couldn't be at, be at church. Jen Dupin and Rob stepped up, Rob Hansen stepped up to lead. Thank you so much to you guys. I'm not going to tell much of Rob's story, but I'll tell you that it started with him needing to step back from being on a platform because he felt like it was too performance for him to, to focus on that. And through the years, through many years, through many worship leaders, he's been encouraged. And to see him up there was such a breakthrough, such a blessing. And Rob, if you're watching, we're going to get you up there again, I promise. Amen. Do it again. Amen. And it, I can't tell you, I, I just can't tell you how many times knowing the stories, seeing up here worshiping, knowing the sacrifice of praise, knowing the sacrifice of worship that it is, and how they consistently do it. It's amazing. Um, days when kids are homesick and yet they still come up here. Days when when homes are tore apart, when I, there's so much. <laughs> you know what goes on in their lives. There's so much. And I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for leadership who completely 
who are heartfelt and earnest. Um, Pastor Jeff, when, you, when you're up here and you start getting emotional, um, folks, that is real. That's not, that's not rhetoric. That's not some presentation skill of being dramatic. That is real. That is our pastor's heart, not on your sleeve, but being bared and being, and that is so valuable, so huge. Pastor Burt uh, does the same thing. Uh, Dawn, you guys are just awesome, and thank you. Uh, I'm 84 years old. I'm, I'm mentioning that because uh, that's an excuse for what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I, I, I was sitting back there, and, and I, I can't hear well. And I, it was kind of frustrating to listen to all these things. And I'm, I'm wrestling with myself, should I leave? No, that would be impolite. But then the thought came to my mind that uh, the Lord was understood every word of what was said. And <laughs> I was just wondering whether uh, he, he was uh, thinking, you know, it was 2,000 years ago, but if he was thinking it was worth it. So I, I started <laughs> enjoying all these stories. And the people coming up here, and even though I couldn't understand what, what they were saying. I mean, I'm grateful for something, too. And I was going to come up here and tell you what I was going to be grateful for. And I'm, I'm going to do that, too. So I'm, I'm sorry I interjected that extraneous thought on you. But I'm so grateful for uh, God's promises and his blessing. That they're, they're priceless. They're when believers experience them, you, you just couldn't, if you had all the money in the world, you couldn't buy some of these events that, that, that take place, that's evidence of things unseen. So uh, specifically, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but one of the things that's on my heart that I'm really grateful for is the uh, faith of my family, my children, my grandchildren. And my great-grandchildren are too young to manifest their faith, but I know that based on the teachings that have been passed on from uh, primarily Mary and me as well, uh, have taken hold among our children and their children, and it'll happen to their children's children as well. I'm, I'm grateful for Christ's sacrifice and that that pathway is available for us to uh, to love the Lord and, and experiencing the blessings that accrue from making our choices according to his command. Hello, everybody. Hello. My name is Landon Brockway, and that was my dad up here a second ago, my mom up here earlier. He's on the worship team with me, and my mom was the one that leads the academy and does all that. And I have a couple things I wanted to talk about. The first one being just how thankful I am to serve here and to be able to 
lead on the worship team and in every capacity. I have been serving, or I've been attending school here, like my mom said. I came here when I was in fourth grade initially, so I've been here a minute, and then I've been serving in many different capacities here since I was 12, and I'm about to turn 19, so it's been a real blessing to, and it's been really impactful in my life to be able to serve, and it's done a lot for me, and then the other thing I want to talk about is really difficult, and I don't really want to talk about. But I really felt on my part I was supposed to. It has been like a really difficult sort of year and a half. Um, mentally and emotionally. So on um September 20th of last year, my mom and I were in not a bad accident. Nobody was seriously injured. There was just like some little injuries that quickly healed and it was fine, but a lot of the um, pain from it came more emotionally and stuff and it really impacted me and sent me to like a really dark place on top of a lot of other stuff that was already going on in my life. And then, you know, um, throughout like November and December of last year, it got like really bad and I was in like the lowest point of my life and I was just like I was um like throughout every day and I was every night and going to bed and stuff I was constantly wishing I could just like not be here <laughs> and it was really rough and really hard on me and it wasn't fun I didn't enjoy it um and then in January it kind of just got like so bad that I um decided I just didn't want to feel anything anymore because it meant I wouldn't want to not be here if I didn't feel anything at all. So I kind of just like shut off like all emotion and didn't feel anything and just acted how I was supposed to, I guess, and did everything for like going through the motions sort of. And just did what I was supposed to do without any actual feeling or heart in anything. And then here a few months ago, I guess, some things sort of happened and we had to go through some stuff that I sort of had to feel again. And then here in the past few months, I've really been working on getting better at that and feeling again and growing deeper in my relationship with God again. And it's been getting a lot better, and I'm really thankful for that, but I really felt I was supposed to share that testimony today. Hard to follow that. I'm a mom, so I'm over here crying. Oh, okay. Well, Lord, we just thank you. God, we just thank you for the new season, and we thank you for the journey. We thank you for the way the journey with you, God, points us to you. It points us home. We thank you that every circumstance that we face, even what Landon was just saying, it's really an opportunity to find you, to see you. So we just thank you for that, God. I thank you for the journey. Yeah, thank you, God. Well, 
I didn't know I was going to cry, Landon, before. <laughs> but I just wanted to quickly say, okay, 1144. Um, at the beginning of this year, um, my husband and I really felt like God wanted us to trust him and take a leap of faith. We were in a 2,400-square-foot home with four bedrooms, comfortable, and God said, I want you to leave. And you, we, we didn't have a clue where we were going to be. Um, <laughs> and we, got, we started looking for land. In 2019, we had multiple people prophesy over us that we were to have land and a ministry. And one prophetic person after another was prophesying this. So at the beginning of this year, we felt like it was time to find the land. And one of the things that was happening in our living room is we had pastors coming from all over to come and adore the Lord with us in our living room. And these pastors began to pour into us and say, it's time to get the land. It's time to believe God. It's time to take the leap of faith. And so at the beginning of the year, we had no idea where we were going, but we said, okay, God, we're going to trust you. We had a realtor. We really thought that the journey would be a little different, a little smoother. Um, but instead of moving from our 2,400 square foot home with four bedrooms into the home, we actually ended up having to move from that house because our, our lease was up to a 504 square foot one room cabin little house on the prairie with a family of six and two cats. And we were there for one month, and we thought, well, surely this in this one month, God's going to lead us to the land, and we're going to find it, and it's going to open up, and it's going to be this awesome story. But our time was coming up, and we still didn't have that, but we had a camper that was 268 square foot. And <laughs> but we had no idea where we were going to go. And we thought, oh, gosh, it was like down to the week. You know, we're like, oh, surely it's going to, you know, no. So we knew that we had to find a place to park our camper. And Pastor Bert and Carla, in passing, had said to us, you know, you should come sometime and park your camper. And we were like, we're going to have to take them up on that. And so and we didn't know them that well. We didn't know them that well. But we thought, okay, well, we have no other options. So we ended up taking our camper and parking it on Pastor Bert and Carla's land. I had no idea. I had no idea why God chose the journey to be the way it was. But not only did we gain a perspective of gratitude, um, but we gained family. And it's, that's a blessing in itself. But we were on their property that we finally found the land that is now as one house of worship. And God has done an amazing, exceedingly abundantly beautiful thing. While we were on that land, we had to, while we were at Bird and, Bird and Carla's, we had to sell our camper to have the down payment for our house. In the middle of that, the incredible, who were up here earlier, our dear friends said, you know what? You can use our RV. <laughs> so we were staying in their RV uh, for, how long was it? About a, about a month. I mean, just we saw the, the kindness of God and people stepping up and wanting to provide. And we'll never forget it. I'll never forget the way that we encountered Jesus through people. 
Um, but now we are on our property that had been prophesied and, and living in the land of his faithfulness. That's our song. That's what we've named the land. People are coming in. They'll, they'll drive in three hours and get hotel rooms just to come to worship nights. It's absolutely bonkers what is happening. And, um, but it all started with, you know, trusting God. And I'm just so grateful for the journey and for the people and for the gift um, along the way and the way that we saw Jesus. So anyway, that's my story. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Well, were you guys blessed today? I mean, we, we went a little long, okay? Forgive us for going a little long today, but was that ever worth it? I mean, that was rich from start to finish. So many great testimonies. Would you stand with me? We're going to go ahead and close in prayer. And let me just say this over you as we leave today. Uh, may each and every one of you experience a um, powerful and heart-touching, sincere and authentic week of giving thanks to God. I am, uh, sounds strange, but I'm thankful for Thanksgiving because it reminds us of how we ought to be in our hearts every single day before the Lord. Amen? Amen. Because He is constantly worth our deepest gratitude and thanks. So Lord, thank you for uh, this day. It's been wonderful to hear so many testimonies, so many uh, wonderful things shared. God, let us not forget that, and let us not forget every day to cultivate in our own hearts gratitude toward you for your goodness every day to us, even in the tough times. Lord, we've heard it again and again today. Even in the tough times, you brought about good things. So, Lord, may we be full of thanks this week as we thank you in all things and for all things. In Jesus' strong name. And everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Have a great day. Give the Lord praise. Amen.